Today is a continuation in the series, Lean and Fit. And I want to look at something. I want to look at uh, this character in the Bible here. And we're going to go in Judges chapter 13 and Judges chapter 14. There's a lot of reading. But I need to read to give the context. And I don't think I'll get through this whole thing today. Because I don't want to rush through it. And there's a lot of lessons to learn here. But I want to focus on just being lean and fit. So we're going to look at... We're going to see the role of parents, and we're going to see the effect of when you don't do what you're supposed to do with your, ch- with your children, what can happen to them. In Judges 13 and 14, we're actually going to start reading in 14, so you can find Judges 14. But I want to give you a little uh, a backdrop of what's happening. And in Judges 13, we see that Israel is under the control of the Philistines because of their disobedience. And the Lord is getting ready now to deliver, deliver them out of the control of the Philistines. Now there was a man named Manoah. And he had a barren wife. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman. He appeared to Manoah's wife. Not to Manoah. And told her the good news that she was going to have a son. And the specific conditions in which she and her husband ought to raise this child. And also told, told them his purpose. So he appeared to the woman, telling her, I know you're barren. You have no children. But you're going to have a son. And these are the conditions how you've got to raise this child. And this is his purpose. This is what he's going to, be, going to do. So he appeared to this woman and told her what was going to happen. And she relayed the same thing to her husband. So the miracle child was born. Right? She was barren. The angel showed up and said, you're going to have a child. You're going to have a son. Not just a child. You're going to have a son. So the miracle child was born in the due due season. And she called him Samson. She gave him the name Samson. So Samson grew. And the Lord blessed him. He had a special anointing from God. With a gift which manifested as supernatural strength. You know, we've heard the story of Samson. But I want to focus on something specific. About him and his parents. So let's go into Judges chapter 14 and let's start at verse 1. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore, get her for me as a wife. Verse 3, then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? Mm -hmm. And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Let's skip to verse 5. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now to his surprise, A young lion came roaring against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon, mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Though he had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father and his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. Let's go to verse 10. So his father went down to the woman and Samson gave a feast there for young men used 
to do so. And it happened when he saw him that they brought thirty companions to be with him. Then Samson said to them, Let me pose a riddle to you, if you can correctly solve and explain it to me within the seven days of the feast, then I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothing. But if you cannot explain it to me, then you shall give me thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothing. And they said to him, Pose your riddle, that we may hear it. Right. let's go to verse 15. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband that he may explain the riddle to us, or else we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us in order to take what is ours? Is that not so? Then Samson's wife wept on him and said, You only hate me. You do not love me. You have posted a riddle riddle to the sons of the people, but you have not explained it to me. And he said to her, Look, I have not explained it to my father or my mother. Should I explain it to you? Now she had wept on him. The seven days while their feast lasted. And it happened on the seventh day that he told her because she pressed him so much. Then she explained the riddle to the sons of her people. Verse 19. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And he went down to Ashkelon and killed thirty of their men, took their apparel, and gave the changes of clothing to those who had explained the riddle. So his anger was aroused and he went back up to his father's house. I didn't read everything because some of it I didn't think was pertinent to what I wanted to talk about. But there are certain things we need to catch in this. So first of all, in verses 1 to 3, look at Samson's attitude. Pick up on this attitude. He saw a Philistine woman. And he just made up an I want this woman. I want her. And look at what he, he, when he spoke to his parents. His parents asked him if he looked among their own people for a wife. Samson didn't pay attention to what they said. He didn't even, I don't even think Samson was even thinking about a wife. I think he just saw this woman and he said, look, this woman looks good. She's got everything looking like everything's together. I want her. Get her for me. So he had his mind made up. That's what he wanted. So, Samson, when you make a comment like that, because you know the Jewish people are supposed to marry their own, not outside. And there were specific warnings about why they're supposed to marry their own people. But as you see by Samson's reaction, Samson didn't care. He didn't care about the consequences. He only know, I saw this woman and I want her. Get her for me. So, Samson wanted what he wanted. So what does that sound like to me? That sounds like a brat. Somebody who's spoiled. They want their own way. So Samson made his demands. And if we go to verse 10 through 13, his parents complied and went to make arrangements. While there, Samson gave a a feast and he had guests. 30 companions. So who had to finance this feast? The father. The father had to finance this feast. And obviously... There weren't any Jewish friends, so they invited 30 companions. 30 Philistine. Because we saw here when it talks about, uh, it talks about they are the ones who threatened Samson's wife. So this is really, 
Is this a Jewish party? No, it's a Philistine party. Because it's, uh, engage, it's an, I guess it's an engagement feast. His parents had to go make arrangements with the bride's parents so that they can have this, this marriage can happen. So Samson, he had to pose this riddle. I'm like, why would you pose a riddle? Or even if you pose a riddle, you have in a feast, you might pose a riddle for entertainment. But look what, this, look what he did. He had to make a bet when he posed the riddle. Why did he have to make a bet? What does that tell you about his character? No, just, just ponder that. You would have people at a feast, you might pose a riddle as a, as a fun thing to do. But he put a bet on it. Why did he have to pose that bet? So I'm thinking, why did you have to pose a bet? Because I think he poses the bet because he wasn't expecting to lose. Because he is the one, if you go back and read, when he killed the lion, later on when he went back, there were bees in the carcass. And there was honey. So he posed the riddle based upon something he experienced. So there is no way they can figure this riddle out. So I put a bet on it so that I know I can't lose. I can't lose. So why did he even have to pose a riddle? You know what? I believe that Samson was, some, he was somewhat egotistical. He was self-centered because the parents told him, look for a Jewish wife. He said, no, I want the Philistinian woman. So he was self-centered. He didn't care what it took. He wanted what he wanted. Now, you kids can't relate to that, right? <laughs> you know, your par- you want this and your parents said, uh, can't, why? You know, no, I, I want it. I, that's, that's basically what, what's going on here. But just Samson is an adult. So he's self-centered and full of himself. Because he knew he had the anointing of the Holy Ghost on him. He knew he had, the, he had the supernatural ability. He knew it. So he was full of himself. In verse 15 through 17. Let's go, let's look at that. It came to pass on the seventh day that they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband, that he may explain the riddle to us, or else he will burn, we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us in order to take what is ours? Now look at this. They, they realize that they can't solve this riddle. These men realize it. They, they knew they can't solve this riddle. So the way, I mean, you invited me to a feast. You pose an impossible riddle. And then, what, you want to rip us off? So they, they weren't happy. So Samson, verse 16, Samson's wife wept on him and said, You only hate me, you do not love me. You have posted a riddle to the sons of my people, but you have not explained it to me. And he said to her, Look, I have not explained it to my father or my mother. Should I explain it to you? Now this woman was highly motivated, Samson's wife, because she was threatened. And based on how highly motivated she was, she knew that the Philistinian men, their threats weren't idle. So she was highly motivated to find out what the solution is, what the, the answer is to this riddle. So she wept on him for the seven days. Because what happened, when they came, the seven days didn't start because they were preparing for the feast. So when the feast started, because he posed this riddle before the feast started. So when, before the feast started. 
So when the first day of the feast started, they had seven days now to come up with a solution. So once she, they threatened her, they said, hey, you got to find out what it is. So she was pestering him for seven days. She was not giving up. Why? Because she was highly motivated. Her life was threatened. You find out what it is, or else we're going we're gonna to burn you and in your father's house. Your life is forfeit. So you better find out what this is, because we are in pain. We are not paid. Look how persistent she was with Samson. Because eventually he gave in. And I was thinking, if his parents were as persistent as she was, would he have made a different choice? Because what you see here, you see his character, flaws in his character. We have seen flaws in his character. Even though he's anointed, even though he's by God, he's a miracle baby. He has flaws in his character. We have seen flaws in his character. And we also seen flaws in his parents. So we know Samson was no ordinary man. His birth was supernatural. Look how Samson handled his loss. When he found, when his wife, when he, when he told his wife the, the answer, and she went and told the men, and the men came and gave him the answer to his riddle, he realized he was deceived. So he got mad. He was mad. So he realized he can't pay that debt. And he can't ask his father to pay the debt. Because he doesn't have it. He doesn't have much of anything. So what did he do? He went and he killed, he murdered 30 people and took their clothing. Took their, took their clothing. And paid, paid the debt. And then he abandoned his wife. And then there are repercussions to the decisions that he has made up to this point. So there's a domino effect. But my God, you see the... The, the, you see the genius of God in using Samson in his frailty and in his, in his faults, in the defectiveness of some of it, his character. God using Samson to terrorize the Philistines. Oh my God. You wonder why... See, I was thinking, Lord, how could you use such a man? How could you use such a man? But God already knew because the angel told her before... She was even pregnant. The angel said to her, Your son, this son, will start, will begin the deliverance. He will begin the deliverance. He will not deliver. He will begin the deliverance. God already knew there was faults in this, this child's character. And the parents. Glory to God. You think it's a joke when the Bible says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I knew you. God knew Samson before he was in his mother's womb. God already knew it. Factored in the deficiencies in the parents and Samson to bring forth what he wanted to accomplish. His parents did not do an adequate job preparing Samson. Samson had all this power, had this anointing, this gift, but his, he had a defect in character because his parents didn't step up and demand certain things from him as a, as, as a child, as their son. Number one, they knew it wasn't right for him to marry outside of his, of, of, of his race. And he did. They allowed it. They allowed it. So that's strike one against them. But then we shouldn't judge them because Manoah and his wife had no children. She was barren. So the angel appears to this woman and says, you're going to have a son. This is what he's going to do. 
These are the conditions. No, he be a Nazarite from the womb. No razor must come to his hair. That's the condition. And he cannot eat anything unclean. These are the conditions. That's all he said. But it was their responsibility to raise him up and train him in the ways of God. They didn't do that. Because what was Samson doing? Samson was after the Philistinian woman. And then you find out after this one, he went and got another Philistinian woman. That's Delilah. They didn't, put, they didn't stop him. Because the father went and made arrangements for him to marry this Philistinian woman. And finance the party. So you see a problem. But you, under, you can't judge them. You have your only child. What, be, what do parents usually want to do with, for their kids? They want them to be happy. They will do anything to make their kids happy. But sometimes that anything can be a detriment to them. We think we love them, so we don't want to withhold things from them. Fully knowing, or maybe ignorant in our bliss, that what we are doing is going to be a detriment to them in the future. And that's what happened here. If they had reined him in, Maybe things would have turned out different. But God already knew what was going to happen. So that's what I'm saying for parents. You know, your kids can have all the gifts. They could be smart as whatever. They could be anointed with whatever. But if their character is defective, the end for them is ruined. So it's important that we as parents prepare our children to thrive in a hostile environment. Because behind the scenes, if you understand the spiritual dynamics behind the scenes you had a young man walking in his flesh in his desires parents who are not strong enough to, to rein him in and you have this young Jewish man with all these gifts, all these abilities but he's not following the ways of God so there's spiritual dynamics there and you see how behind the scenes how the enemy is using these people to pressure Samson the enemy used the wife to get at him. And normally that's how it works. It would use the people close to you to betray you. The other thing I see here, Samson couldn't take pressure. He couldn't take the constant pressure and the pestering. He could fight, he can rip a lion apart with his bare hands. He could slay thousands of people with, with the jawbone of an axe. But when it comes to pestering by a woman, he can't handle that. He just gave in. That led to why the companions, the Philistines, were able to get the answer to the riddle. And if you read further on with Delilah, the same character flaw is what caused him, his eyes to be gouged out, his hair to be cut, and which led to his, eventually his death. So as I said, Samson was no ordinary man. His birth was supernatural. And God had a plan for his life and anointed him for his purpose. His parents did not do an adequate job in preparing him. His his father did not teach his son the ways of the Lord. He was a spoiled child. He was selfish and self-centered. So don't blame, don't, don't be hard on Manoah and his wife. Don't be hard. That was their only child. And they wanted, they were so happy to have this child. There was, they, there's nothing they wouldn't do for him. But it was, but if they had done due diligence, it probably would not have led to his ruin. Samson could not appreciate who God called him to be because he, never, he was never taught. And the discipline needed as an instrument of God. When you have that, God gives you a, a special gift or gives you any kind of gift. It requires discipline. 
It requires a godly character, the right kind of character to exercise these gifts because there are spiritual forces at work which will try to have you use that gift for their purpose. You know, we hear about all these, oh, this person can sing so beautifully. This, oh, the voice on this person. But you have a conversation with them, they, they, their mouth is filthy because there's a defect in their character. And who are they serving? They're not serving God. They're serving the enemy. They're serving the world. So you are, we admire all these people with the gift to make money, the gift to, to invent this, the, the, the painters, Da Vinci and all these people. But if you read about their life, there were defects in their character. There were things that so screwed up with some of these people. So Samson could not appreciate who God called him to be. But there is discipline required when you get gifts given and, but you have to have a, a discipline in your character neither he nor his parents understood the environment in which they lived there were supernatural forces at work which eventually led to a chain of events so you had Samson number one his parents didn't raise him right he wasn't want to do his own thing he made a bet that he couldn't cover he was the Betrayed by his wife, the same wife he wanted so bad, he was betrayed by her. And to pay the debt, he had to go kill, murder 30 people. Then he got mad. He was mad because he was betrayed. He dumped his wife temporarily because he was mad. And he left and he went home, went back home to be with his parents. Came back to find his wife. Find out that the parents said, hey, you, gave, you just dumped her. You didn't even come on and look for her. So I gave her to your, to your best man. So he got, he got, so there are a chain of events. Then he started to do other things which caused more problems with the Philistines. But you see how God will use, I'm just watching how God used the chain of events and allow things to, to go into, to kick off because of this guy's character. So Samson's potential was enormous. He had the anointing of God but was lacking in character. With God's gift, we must have godly character, as I said, because our gifts must be exercised in and through love. The gifts he had weren't exercised through love. It was exercised through selfishness about what he wanted. How can he make a bet with no collateral, with no backup? How does he cover it? He had to go kill some people. But if he didn't have that gift, what would happen to him? He would be enslaved to these guys because he couldn't pay it. He couldn't pay it. So he abused the gift God gave him. So we set ourselves up and put ourselves in some situations because we, can't, we don't have discipline. So Samson's shortcomings and the things he desired could eventually, would eventually lead to his downfall because he did not know who he was. He was a gift from God. If utilized in righteousness, he could have delivered Israel from the Philistines. No wonder the angel said that Samson would begin the deliverance of Israel from the Philistines. Samson will begin. Samson couldn't bring them, deliver them. Because of who he is character. He couldn't. So the angels clearly said what he was able to do. He would begin the deliverance. The Lord knew his parents. And Samson's eventual unpreparedness for this gift. However, God factored this in in his plan for Samson. And later in the story you see the toll Samson took on the Philistines. You see it. So we must not judge Samson or his parents. Many of us know and understand more now than these people did back then. But we still fall short. 
We still fall short. And I always tell people, do not be hard on the Israelites. Do not be hard. Because these things were recorded for our learning. For our examples. For our warning. That we ought not to act like them. And in many cases we do. So just remember, when your kids act up, stand your ground. If you know what you're doing is right, stand your ground. They're going to be mad, but they won't be mad forever. They won't be mad forever because later on in life they'll understand their wisdom. Because you let them have their way, they don't understand the repercussions of what they're asking and the, and the way they're behaving. They don't understand. So the Bible, that's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. Because when they get older, they won't depart from it. And it says, they act up the rod of correction. You see the wisdom of God. No matter how gifted, no matter how smart we think our children are, we have a duty, a duty to teach them by example how to walk with the Lord. I mean, this is critical. Because the Lord will bless you. But you start, oh, I'm, God, the Lord is blessing me. I'm going to kick back. No! You've got to keep, keep moving with the Lord. Because He can easily close the door on you. We don't want that. God is not, an, he's not, a, he's not going to spoil us. We're going to be chastised. He's not moved by our emotions. He's not moved by our tears. He's moved by faith. So we have to take the same hard stand. So, you don't love me. I know your kids are quick to tell you. Oh, you don't love me. If you love me, you would do this. If you love me, why you... They don't understand. Kids don't understand how much you love them. Until they get older. Alright. So we have a duty to teach them, by example, how to walk with the Lord. Without godly character, no matter how skilled, gifted, anointing a person is, they will be manipulated by the enemy in this hostile environment. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how smart you think you are. You're dealing with spiritual things and you want to de- walk in your flesh. You will lose every single time. You will lose. You will use. Instead of lose, instead of serving God, you will be serving the enemy. That's what happened to the demon possessed man. He was overtaken and he had no control of himself. Same thing when you're demonically oppressed. You're not possessed, but you're oppressed. And saints of God can be demonically oppressed. In case you're wondering. And these are persistent pests. They will bombard you with suggestions and thoughts. Throw people in your, in your way that will accuse you. And belittle you. But if you don't understand who you're fighting and what you're fighting. If you don't understand what's going on in the spirit. You will lose every time. If you react in your flesh. You will lose every time. Every time. So we have to understand the environment in which we live in. We have to understand it. Trust God. Trust God with all our heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. That's God's word. That's His promise to us. So we trust Him. He will keep His part. He will do what He promised. He will put the enemy to flight. But we've got to trust Him. You walk in darkness, you will be manipulated and you will yield your power to the enemy. Most people don't do that willingly. Most people don't say, oh, today I'm just going to Act like the devil. When I'm saying act like the devil, I'm going to walk and do what he wants. Most people don't get up in the morning saying that. They don't. But they don't understand the spir- what's going on in the spiritual realm. 
They don't, they don't understand. So when, you don't, when you're walking in darkness, that's what happens. Because you're walking in your flesh. Alright. So as children of the light, we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices, schemes, plots, and tricks. Cannot. Cannot. Because you will look at how his parents, Samson's parents were, and look how Samson was walking. He's walking in darkness. We are not here to serve the enemy, but to glorify God. So every time you choose to walk in darkness, you're choosing to walk and do the will of the enemy, which is not what we want to do. 